Shirley and Manisha from Make It Shine, the money podcast. On today's podcast, did you know your sneakers might make you rich? Yeah, these boots may not just be made for walking. Plus five steps to start building that sneaker resale empire. Keep listening to learn more. So Shirley, are you a sneakerhead? Nope, I'm definitely not, but I have friends who are. Remember Tim? Yes, I do. Yeah, so whenever there's a new limited edition sneaker collaboration out at Foot Locker or some random pop-up location, he's always there and you see those lineups that go around the block. Yeah, he's right there. (laughs) Okay, so ever since our episode on luxury designer bags, I've been thinking about all these non-conventional asset classes. And I just read about how recently a pair of Jordan 11 Concords that Michael Jordan wore in 1996 actually sold for more than $92,000. Wow, that's a lot. So I mostly only wear sneakers when I work out or go running, and those cost about $100. Yeah, I mean, that's that's normal, right? So these sneakers are actually worn by Michael Jordan, so they were actually really free to him. But you're right, I mean, sneakers generally are in that $100 to $200 range, not $92,000. Yeah, so that's like a 9,000% return. Mm-hmm. That's a great example of the rich getting richer. Just keep selling Seriously. their gently used things all the time, right? <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan is a billionaire, so I'm sure he's not hurting for money. But yeah, can you imagine? Every time the mortgage is due, you know, Michael Jordan's like, hey, let me buy a pair of shoes and wear them and then sell it on eBay. Yeah, it's the good life. Okay, so even outside of Michael Jordan, the sneaker resale market is worth $10 billion. And get this, it's estimated to be $30 billion by 2030. Yeah, so I read that the most expensive sneaker was resold for $1.8 million. And those were the Air Yeezys 1, worn by Kanye West during a Grammy performance. Wow, I wonder if the resale value on those crashed or maybe rose. I mean, you can spin it so many ways. Like, he may never have a Grammy performance again. Yep, and the next most expensive sneakers are Michael Jordan sneakers from his fifth game as a rookie for the Chicago Bulls that resold for $1.5 million. So the sneaker resale market actually boomed during COVID, and it grew by $4 billion from 2019 to 2020 alone. And the demand for Michael Jordan sneakers specifically exploded after the documentary The Last Dance ran on Netflix. Yeah, and it wasn't shoes worn by Jordan specifically. It was the same type of shoe, the black and red Air Jordan 14s, aka the Last Shot 14, increased in resale value from $100 to $200 to $350 to $400. And these are all resale figures. I mean, even original sneakers can retail at high numbers using the same trick used by luxury designer bags, scarcity. Yeah, and it's not just limited to basketball. Nike especially follows the scarcity principle by doing limited release collaborations. Yeah, they did one with the French painter Bernard Buffet to create limited bespoke pairs for its white dunk evolution of an icon exhibition in Paris in 2003 to celebrate the skateboarding culture and its impact around the globe. So those sneakers resold for $20,000. Yes, and collaborations with celebrities are really popular too. So for example, Eminem and Nike, they've had a long-standing relationship and there's been multiple limited edition launches timed to his album releases. Also, one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. And in Back to the Future 2, Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, he wore self-leasing Nikes. So Nike actually made two limited edition versions of those in 2011 and again in 2016 with the proceeds all going to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's. So reselling sneakers is a serious side hustle for many people. But let's say I'm looking to make some extra money. Is this realistically a business I can get involved in? Yeah, I think so. And if you're a sneakerhead and already enjoy this as a hobby, this might be a fun and easy hobby. 
Like it doesn't have to be a huge side hustle. So Ben Kicks, he became a millionaire by the time he was 16 by just reselling sneakers. Now he owns his own business and he's the go-to guy for celebrities that want to track down a rare pair of sneakers. So people like DJ Khaled, Drake, Future, or Lil Wayne, they buy sneakers from him. Yeah, and he's not alone. 19-year-old Joe Hebert uses bots to buy limited edition sneakers when they first go online and he's turned it into a big business as well. Yeah, so he's the one who put 132000 worth of Yeezys on his credit card and then he resold them within minutes and he made over 20000 in profit, right? Yeah, his company is called West Coast Streetwear. So a lot of the sneaker resale is facilitated through StockX and their senior economist has actually said that since 2018, sneakers have outperformed the S&P by a few percentage points. Mm, okay, so not quite Birkin bag territory. Yeah, nothing beats the Birkin. I would also say that similar to what we learned on our podcast on luxury bags, there are a few sneakers that give you the big payday. The rest just have small margins. Even Joe has expanded into other items like PS5 instead of just focusing on sneakers. Yeah, totally. So there's five things to keep in mind if you want to start reselling sneakers as a side hustle. So number one, the quickest way to start is really the old-fashioned way, looking for online or in-store sales. This is where the reseller bots have an advantage over you, but it's not impossible to find a good sale. Right. And you want to focus on the brands that are good for resale value. So according to eBay, the top five brands are the Jordans with actually a 376% average resale value, followed by Nike, Vans, Asics, and Yeezy. And when starting out, you want to focus on reliable items. For example, Jordan 1 Highs and Adidas Ultra Boosts have a relatively stable resale price. Okay, and while you're looking at brands, you also want to look at colors. So black, white, red, those are the three most popular resale colors in that order. Okay, so number two, get on those newsletters for exclusive product drops. So just like Tim, right, sign up for those social media contests. Post-COVID, a lot of the supply chain environment has shifted, and Nike and others actually have invested a lot in their online channel. So getting on those newsletters, downloading those apps is a good way to get access to either lottery events or sales, which give you the chance to buy limited editions, which is a huge win for resale. You can also join sneaker cook groups with fellow sneakerheads to get updates on when new products are dropping. Awesome. Number three, look at online and offline resellers. You can check out reseller apps such as Goat, SneakerCon, StockX, and eBay for sneakers being sold at a low price, especially if they are one of the top resale sneakers. Yeah, and online consignment shops are another spot for sneaker reselling. So these sites aren't specifically geared towards sneakers, but they still have thousands of listings for shoes. Popular consignment stores include Mercari, OfferUp, Poshmark. I know, Shirley, you love that one. I do. ThreadUp and The Real Real. Or you can even try your luck at stores like Marshalls or Winners and just go in person. And number four, look at the resale websites to cross-reference a price. Another tip here is that sometimes waiting can give you a better price. For example, holding onto a pair for a year may actually increase your return by 30 to 40%. Yeah, you want to remember that the value of a sneaker can fluctuate. And it may not always increase in value, but it's important to consider the condition of the sneaker. You know, is it considered dead stock, which means it's unworn and it's an original box, or has it been worn? Researching the current market value and keeping the sneakers in good condition can actually help increase the value of your sneaker. And tip number five, make sure you incorporate overhead costs. So these are costs like shipping, app fees, and they can run from 5 to 20% off of your base price. A lot of the times, people forget that it costs money to move business products. And one way to lower your shipping costs is to buy shipping materials in bulk from sites like AliExpress. It's so much cheaper than Canada Post or places that sell stationary items. Also, I'm not sure they still do this, but if you create a small business account with eBay, FedEx, or UPS, they provide free shipping material. 
That's a really great tip. Okay, so there is another way you can participate in the sneaker market without actually buying a physical sneaker. So sneakers are now considered an alternate investment class, and there are companies that actually let investors buy shares of collectibles, ranging from like vintage cars to sneakers. Okay, that's super interesting. How does that work? We started this podcast with a reference to a pair of Jordans that sold for $92,000. So this was actually facilitated by a company called Rally. And those shoes were actually owned by 545 individual shareholders that just received a portion of the profits each. Okay, so they just held a share in the shoes like you would a stock, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's a way for the average person to get into this collectibles market, which is really reserved for the ultra-wealthy, right? Otis is another company like Rally that does this, and both of these companies expand into other collectibles like art. And in the case of Rally, they even have a Triceratops skull. (laughs) Perfect. So if I buy a share, I don't have to worry about the physical cost of actually finding a place to store that skull. Exactly. (laughs) But as always, there's other fees or profit cuts. So Otis actually takes 10% of your profits as an example. Okay, so Shirley, do you think you're going to become a sneaker reseller this year as a side hustle? (laughs) I love the idea of reselling things, but footwear is not my passion. And I don't think it ever will be, even with with all these interesting stories. Also, I just don't have room at home to store anything (laughs) other than my own shoes. So what about you? I kind of want to give it a go now. I read that the market apparently is nearing a bust, but it's really interesting to me. And, you know, maybe if you start out small, so it's a low-cost investment and it could be something fun. So unlike the Birkin bag, I don't need to schmooze with sales reps to get access, right? I just need to be online. Yeah, true, true. And worst case, you can just wear them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or gift it. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I learned from this? Sneakerheads are also fashionistas. And sneakers have way more in common with the luxury bag market than I ever knew. Totally agree. And I learned that anything can become an asset class if there's enough buyers and sellers. So we hope you enjoyed our episode today and learned something new as well. Yes, please share it with a friend. And if there are other topics you want us to explore, contact us on our Instagram account, Make It Shine Money, and let us know. Please subscribe and don't forget to make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.